I'm back. I don't know how to start these anymore. <laughs> Here we go. Let's start from the beginning. I'm Branitoba, and you're listening to Branitoba Talks, a discussion podcast. After a long hiatus, I'm back. I want to be here for you guys. I'm sorry I haven't been. I don't have an excuse. I've honestly been just a little bit lazy. And that's not what I was talking about before, because building anything takes consistency. And I'm sorry that I haven't been consistent for you guys. Please forgive me. I hope I can get back into it with you and we'll grow together. Okay, here we go. Two and a half months. I'm sorry. I really am sorry, guys. I actually felt really bad the last couple weeks. I've been talking with a few people that listen and they're saying, when's the next one? When's the next one? I need to know. And I'm sorry that I haven't been putting them out because the next one should have been out two and two and a half months ago. So here we go. Episode 12. Last episode, I had my friend Tanil on. She was great. I love her. She's one of my best friends. She moved away, but we went through all that in the last episode. But sometimes I miss her, right? Anyway, hey, Tanil. Hope you're listening. Come back home. That's it. So episode 12. What? Where? <laughs> I don't even know where to go here. It's been so long. I had a whole plan before and I never followed it. And look where it got me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't put myself on a strict schedule. I didn't stay consistent for you guys. And I didn't stay consistent to myself either. I didn't follow the discipline. I got off of here. I started gaming a lot more again. I started putting on a little bit more weight. I started... I put on more weight because I was getting high a lot more. And I don't like doing that as much. I used to do it maybe once a month. If that... And now it's been like once, twice, three times a week, half the time. And it's rough. Anyway, I want to jump straight into something here. How do you get over when you go to talk to someone and think you have nothing to offer? Where where could the value be right there? It doesn't have to be money all the time. Money is not always value. Value is not always money. Okay. What I'm talking about is, think about this. You look for a mentor. Say you work at, you're a lifeguard at a swimming pool, right? And you're asking a mentor on how to build a business, but you don't think you have anything to offer because you're a lifeguard at a swimming pool. And no offense to lifeguards, they saved my life multiple times. I've almost drowned. I never finished swimming lessons, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, onward. You go talk to that guy and say, hey, I don't have any, like, what can I do for you? What, how can I help you out? Nine times out of 10, the first question out of their mouth is going to be, what do you do for work? And then you say, I'm a lifeguard. Oh, so you're pretty good at swimming, right? You know how to swim properly. You can, you can teach someone. Yeah. Yeah. And theoretically I could, I mean, yeah, I've never done it myself. And then they come back to you. This, this is just a theory or an example or a fable as you will <clears throat> they come back to you and they say hey i've got a, i've got an 8 year old son he doesn't know how to swim 
can you teach him? You sit there and say, yes. Yes, I can teach him. Don't ask for anything more. Just say, yes, I can teach your son. And then this is it. You've gotten in. Now you build a rapport. You keep teaching his son. And slowly at every interaction that you get with this person, you get one little nugget of gold. Sometimes he'll take you for coffee. Sometimes they'll take you out for dinner. Whatever. Even if it's just two seconds and they say something to you or it's how they say it or what they want to say, you listen. Right? When you don't know what to do, you listen. When you don't know what to do, you do something. Right? Something's better than nothing. That's, I know that and I've been sitting on it for two months and guys, I actually feel so guilty. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep bringing it up. I hope you forgive me. But here we go. But that's what I'm saying right there is you give proportionally what you can. I can't give money all the time, but I can give my time. I can give something of value, right? My friend, she was this lady at work, okay? She wanted to get more into what I'm doing kind of thing. She wanted to learn, listen, hear, there, whatever. And she's more of an introvert, just like I am. And we were talking one day and then she's like, oh, I don't know where to go, what to do, this, that. And I'm just like, hey, I know this book. I actually talked about it in my podcast a while ago. Quiet. The Power of Introverts. And she was asking me about it because she listens to the podcast. Hey, if you're listening, you know who you are. And I was like, yeah, I can give you some value. Like She didn't ask for my time. She didn't ask for anything. And all I gave her was the book. She's reading it right now. She's loving it. She's going to give it back to me when she's done, I hope. <laughs> Just kidding. I know she will. She's a great person. She actually got me a really good Christmas present this year. <laughs> it was a, uh, a tree, a, a fake tree made of Reese peanut butter cups. Yeah, I counted them all out. And there is like 20 bars on there. And I was like, man, you made this for me? Am I, I never said it to her. I'm sorry that I didn't. I thanked her for it. But I thought about it when I got home and the amount of work and everything that was put into this. I said, holy shit. Thank you. In my head, of course. She also gave me a uh, a joint <laughs> with those. And it was funny. I laughed. I smoked it that night and then proceeded to eat more of the Reese cups than I should. So again, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed every bite that I had. And yeah. yeah, but like I was saying, a lot of people undervalue their own importance and what they can offer. Like I keep saying, I'm going to drive this home tonight because I really want to, that money is not always value. Value is scarce in demand abilities, scarce in demand skills, scarce in demand resources, right? Maybe you can get something for this guy that he can't get himself. You have the hookup. You can be the plug, right? You've got it for him. He'll he'll scratch your back all fucking day long if you can get him something that he needs. Okay? There's a lot of different ways to do things. I've had positions where someone's been asking about some person that I know. And then I dig deeper and I find out that they're trying to make a deal with them. 
And I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'll connect you guys. I just want a little cut, right? I've done that before. I've made 20% of a deal just for being a connection between you and not even being part of the deal. It, it happens all the time. And I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't know I could bring value that way, but I did. And I ended up making 20% of it. So again, keep going. Do not underestimate value. Please, 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 please do not underestimate your ability to help someone. Okay. I'm saying this so many times because I've seen it so many times, right? People come up to big people and they're like, how did you get here? How do I do this? How does this happen? Well, I raised this much money. Oh, okay. I can't do that. I don't, I don't have any money to start with. You don't need fucking money. I just told you. Now listen to me and do this. Start the conversation. What can I do for you? Can I do something for you? Can I give you my shirt right off my back? Do you need another shirt? I don't know. Obviously, you're saying that to a massive millionaire guy. It's going to be a different story. You're going to walk up. You're going to say, is there anything I can do for you? Do you need some water? Like anything like that. A lot of guys will be like, yeah, I'll take some water. Right. If it was me, I'd say yes every time because I drink a lot of freaking water or I try to. But that's where it starts. And then I notice that guy He's like, hey, he went the extra mile, not even the extra mile. He went the empty mile. That's what that's what a guy named David Meltzer calls it. And he calls it that because nobody does it. But if you watch the people that succeed the people that grow, the people that make the money, they're the ones asking that. And that's where it starts, okay? Because if you talk to a lot of millionaires and billionaires, you'll see that's what their first question, when you say, hey, how is it going? I'll be like, great, what can I do for you? Right? It's not just a little turn of phrase. It's not just a greeting. You can actually say that. Be like, hey, you can give me like five minutes of your time. Is that possible? Like, if they ask first, you can shoot straight. They're going to appreciate that a lot more than you beating around the bush, wasting their fucking time. It's, it's proven. It works. Not anybody does it. That's why they call it the empty mile. You see so many people getting in there, beating around the bush, and it just annoys the fuck out of the other person, and then they shut you out. So please, go in, shoot straight. What can I do for you? Oh, okay, let me, yeah, let me go get you some water. I'll be right back. You come back. You're the guy with the water. He's going to get you through the crowd because you're the guy with the water. When people are not letting you through, be like, hey, man, that guy's got my water. Get him over here. And then he's going to talk with you. Be like, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Be like, yeah, no worries. Is there anything else I can do for you? Like, honestly, just keep providing value until you get value in return. And even then, keep providing value. Don't ever stop. That's where we have to make a shift because everyone gives to get. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, like I just said, they'll give them the water bottle, ask them what they need, and then fuck off. That's not where we have to go. We have to give them what they need. Okay? And they say, thank you so much. You say, perfect. What else can I get you? Anything. Please let me know. And you're like, okay, you got it. You got it keep providing value you might find a connection that you never thought possible 
Or I've even seen this happen. You keep asking them if you can do anything for them. Can I do anything for you? Is there anything you need? What can I get you? Right? Sometimes the person you're trying to get to gets ignored. But someone on the sidelines is watching and says, hey, I need some help. Can you please help me? And they'll be like, you can, you just sit there and go, yeah. Because remember, we give proportionally. We don't give to get. We give out of, what is, what is it called? Oh, man. This is it. Okay. So I was just talking about this guy, David Meltzer. This is what he talks. I give in the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. That's how he explains it all the time. He says, I'm always in a consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential because he knows what he's worth. He knows what he can grow and he knows how he can get there. And you know, the first thing he says, value up front, provide value, provide value, provide value. Don't ask for anything else in return. Provide value, provide value. I was actually listening to him talk the other day about this very subject where he's talking about a kid that came up to him and he says, I'm going to start this dog grooming business, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to market it. Can you please mentor me? And he's sitting there. He's like, I want you to mentor me. Sorry, I messed it up. The kid says, I want you to mentor me, but I can't afford your charge, your fee. And David says to him, he's like, well, how much do I charge? And the kid's like, oh, yeah, you charge $5,000 for coaching session. And then David answers back, I charge $5,000 in value. And the kid's like, what does that mean? And David says to him, he's like, you're starting a dog grooming business, right? Or a dog training business. And the kid goes, yeah, that's what I want to start. And David looks at him and he goes, I have a brand new dog that we just got for my eight-year-old son. I don't want it. I don't want to train it. My wife wanted it for him. If you can train this dog and house it while I'm on vacation, a lot of things will happen. Or I'll, I'll mentor you as much as I can kind of thing. And the kid goes, yeah, let's do it. So David becomes his first customer. He doesn't charge David because David's mentoring him, right? You give and you get, but you don't give to get. But this kid is helping David out by taking care of this dog, training this dog. Now David's got a well-trained dog and a place for it to stay while he's on vacation. So, and the kid's never paid David a dime. So that's what I'm saying is don't underestimate your value, how you can provide value. Because this kid had no idea that David had a dog that he needed taken care of or trained or anything like that. Just go in with an open mind, with an open heart, and say, hey, how can I help you? That's all it takes. That's how I start so many conversations. It's like, hey, I, I started one in the middle of Walmart once. It was actually kind of weird for me. I didn't, I didn't really think it through. Things just came out of my mouth and nothing really came of it. But it just came to my mind, this, this conversation for some reason. I was walking around the electronics department because I was looking for a video game. And this lady walks by and her shoe's untied. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, miss, your, your shoe's untied. Be careful. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm like, no worries. What else? Can I do anything else for you? And she's just like, oh, no, you've done enough. Thank you so much. And that's the extent of the conversation. But it really made me think in that moment of how val- giving value up front 
and not expecting anything in return is how I've gotten my life, where I've gotten my life to, or how my reactions have happened. I just open with that every time. It's, it's like second nature at this point where you go, boom, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? Do you need anything? Because I'll go get it. Right? Like I'm sitting in the middle of a grocery store. I don't work at this grocery store. It's not, I'm not obligated to help anybody. But yet here I am asking them, hey, what can I do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? Right? It's, it really threw me off for a couple days, actually. I thought about it and I was like, holy shit, I did this. But then I also thought back because I used to be a pretty, pretty hardcore Christian. Okay. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to do anything about religion here. But if you notice in the Christian religion, when you talk to any of them, they open conversations like, Hey, can I pray for you? Can I do something for you? Can I help you out? Because Christianity is all about being a servant to others, not out of any religious duty, out of any obligation, out of not for being looked down on, but like, again, whereas we say now, or as I say now, it's providing value to someone else, right? I find value in someone cleaning up after me. I find value in someone cooking for me. I hate cooking, but I love food. But if I'd hate cooking myself, right? I find value in that. I find value in going for walks, right? It clears my head. If I'm with someone, that's when we talk, right? If I call you up and say, hey, you want to go for a walk with me? You, you, you say yes. You've just gotten an hour of my time. Because I don't go for short walks. I go for a full hour. Sometimes half an hour if I'm rushing. But either way, you've carved out at least in half an hour of my time. I'm not saying my time is the most expensive thing on the planet by any means. I'm nowhere near any level where you should be looking at me as a mentor. But that's where we're at is what I'm saying. You, You find a way to bring someone else value. And that's it. When I was, I used to advertise for different companies around town, okay? I'd take over their Facebook marketing, this and that. What I did to get some of the contracts that I got was I took a look at their websites, okay? Nobody knows how to build a website. They just hire someone to make a fucking cookie cutter website and it looks like shit completely. All you need is a landing page half the time, okay? You can have anything else set up in the background, but you need a good landing page that can take you to that background, okay? I remember I started it with this. I was looking at a bunch of dentists and I was was looking to help out a dentist because I was doing this wrong way, first off. I was looking to help a dentist because I really suck at taking care of my teeth and I know how expensive it is. And I was hoping to get on with a dentist that could help me pay for my teeth kind of thing. Or, hey, I brought you X amount of dollars this month give me a free wisdom teeth removal you know what I'm saying but where I'm going with this is what I did I took at their websites I took a look at their websites and I basically made a video and in the background of the video I had a green screen I went and bought a green sheet and I kept it in my friend's house we did we did all this stuff together he record for me while I filmed right so I bought a green screen And in the background of these green screens, when in the video is me standing in front 
of the home page, the landing page that I made for them for a new website. It took me five minutes to work. I know how to do these really quick. Okay. You just, you just have to learn how to optimize it so that it'll be popping. So people, it takes advantage, right? So that's what I did. All I did was build them a five minute web page, make film a five, five second video, not five seconds, but it was like two minutes, right? Of me, basically, I did a little bit of research on the company to find out who owns it, right? Because you want to be personable. So I do this and I say, hello, doctors, Ken and Harry at Affinity Dental, right? That's where I started. Then I cut it. And then I go to my actual cookie cutter thing where I sit there and I say, my name's Brandon Hadley. This is what I do for a living. I've made one for you. I hope you guys like it. Keep it. I'm downloading. I'm sending the file with it so you guys can use it. If you do, if you do really like it, please bring me on. Let me help you out because I'd love to get you guys some more business and we'll, we'll just grow together from there. Right. And that was how I got my foot in the door. I would email it over to them nine out of 10 times. I wouldn't hear back, but the one time I did, they're super interested They're They care about their business where you find a lot of people are more absorbed in the business itself than making sure it's growing. You know what I'm saying? They're more involved in sustaining than growing, but that's just how nine out of 10 places are, right? That's why only certain companies dominate the, the economy. But that's all I did was send them some free value. It cost me 10 minutes of time total, right? That's all I would do. Spend 10 minutes, make them a web page, make them a video, send it over. That's all. And when I got the calls back, it made me a good chunk of change on the 10 minutes work I did, right? Now, if you get into social media marketing full time and you get one big contract that's like perfect, you can do a lot of things and a lot of marketing and work and shit, get it all done in one day of the month and be paid for the whole month. I've seen it. I've done it. It's actually mind blowing. And why I still don't do it, I I know why, but that's just personal reasons for me and why I don't and there's other stuff but I'm not going to get into that I want you guys to see that is provide the value it'll pay for itself right you don't always have to take money in return I don't give so that I can get money sometimes I give value so I can get knowledge from somebody right like I said go get that water and you got maybe 10 seconds of their time to get one nugget of wisdom out of them and you're gold. You're done, right? Make that a priority. Once once a day to find one nugget of gold in anything you do. Read a book, consume some content, build your business, meet somebody new. There we are. There's five examples right there. Was that five? I don't even know. I didn't count. But as I said, Provide value up front. Do not give to get. Take it slow. See what you can get. Build that vast wealth of knowledge that you may have after a year. Right? That's like I just said, one thing a day. Learn one thing a day. 
It's crazy what it'll do for you. Okay? You guys are, you know who Warren Buffett is. I really hope you do. He's one of the richest men in the world. He is a billionaire investor. Him and Charlie Munger, they own a massive holding company down in the States. And all they do is invest. And Warren Buffett, my favorite quote from him is go to bed smarter than you woke up. That's it. That's what he says. That's what I just told you as well. Because I listen to him and I say, let's read a book. You don't even have to read a whole book. When I say I've read 300 books, I've read a book, found one nugget of wisdom, moved on to the next book. And that's me counting reading that book. Okay? I come back to these books all the time, yeah. But I've never read a book cover to cover. I, I can't. I don't have the attention span for it. There's no reason to. Yes, there's a lot of wisdom in them, but you only need those little nuggets because you're not going to remember the whole book. You're going to remember that one nugget that you get out of it. Okay? That's one of my biggest pieces of advice to anyone is read. Find, find a little nugget every day. That's it. Just find one nugget. Remember that nugget. Hold on to that nugget. Put it in the notes on your phone so you can call upon it whenever you need if you forget it. I try to keep them fresh in my memory, but like I said, I put them in my phone. Okay. I'm going on here. <laughs> I think I got back in the groove, guys. Uh, I want to be back every week here. I'm doing my best. I I don't want to make any excuses. If I don't get it done this week, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I just I'm being honest. I I really want to be here. I really want to bring value to you guys. The amount of you that actually reach out to me and say, "Hey, when's the next episode? I want to know more. How can I learn more?" That's that's what keeps it going for me because I wasn't feeling that for a while and I was getting discouraged. Just like the start of any new business, right? And I also had too many things up in the air. I had too many too many trains on the go. Too many irons in the fire, as they say. But I'm, I want to cut it all back. I cut a lot of things out that weren't working out the way I needed them to. Not even if I had put in more time and effort and all that. So it's okay. Like I said, I want to get back to this because you guys are my priority. Like I've been saying this whole episode, I want to provide value. I don't, I'm not expecting anything in return from you guys. But I love when you do reach out and say, hey, I really love that episode. Please give us some more. Okay? So that's all I got for this week. Please enjoy. By the way, we're just after Christmas. I hope you guys had the best Christmas. I know there was a lot of restrictions on us this year, at least here in Edmonton. I was restricted. I couldn't see my family, but I could go stand in a fucking crowded West Edmonton mall on Boxing Day. Complete horseshit, I know, but it is what it is. I didn't actually go to West Ed, but I had the option to, and I saw the pictures of where how it looked on the Boxing Day, and I said, what the fuck? We want cases to go down, but we allow this to happen. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it's, it's getting away from me. I'm just getting a little riled up by that, but I hope you guys have the best week. I'll see you guys after New Year's. Happy New Year's. Enjoy the New Year. And remember, if I don't even want to say make a resolution because I, I hate resolutions. Most people fail them by day two. Honestly, if you look at the statistics, 
most people fail their New Year's resolution on the second day. Wild, right? you think they'd make it at least a week, but no. Second day, people are like, nah, not worth it. So I don't make resolutions because there's no reason to, at least not for a year. I make a resolution every day to learn more knowledge, like we just said, to provide value, to get farther ahead in my business career. I haven't done that in the last two months. I haven't been making those resolutions every day and I need to get back to it. Again, I'm drifting off. I'm getting back into it. Guys, I really found my groove here. I'm back. (laughs) I hope you realize that. But enjoy. Take it farther. Grow deeper. One nugget of knowledge, okay? Find me on Instagram, Talks. Let me know that one nugget of knowledge you got because I want to hear it. If I don't know it, I want to know it. You know what I'm saying? So, please, let's go. Also, sorry, one last thing. One last thing. I want to shout out to a company that I use at work, okay? Uh, Their name, (laughs) sorry, guys. I need to phrase this better. So, basically, my role at work, I've explained this before, but I handle all the used cars coming into our dealership. I work in a dealership. My position is the recon manager, so reconditioning manager. So, basically, I handle used cars, I handle detail, and I handle the lot. Okay, that's those are the three things I manage. I have my own employees and all that. And I use my ve- a lot of vendors that I sublet work out to that I can't do in the shop, right? I can't do windshields in the shop, uh, paint touch-ups. I don't have a paint booth or anything like that. I can do min- really minor paint touch-ups, but anything bigger, I have to call someone in. And I call these guys, Adam and Cole. They work for Chippers. And they're here in Edmonton. They come to you when you call on them. They're easy enough. They give really good pricing for the entire car. They'll touch up your entire car for pretty cheap. I don't want to give any pricing out because I know I get dealership pricing. And I still have to charge markup on it anyway, so it's probably the same anyone would pay. But I'm just saying Adam and Cole at Chippers, they're the best. Okay, They're great guys huge hearts they just want to see cars look good is all i what i see from them and this christmas before before christmas actually they came and visited me and they brought me a little present for helping out uh, or not helping out but using them all year for the last year and continuing to use them as my main source of paint touch-ups which is awesome they're great guys they came around they went that extra mile They did what no one else really does. This is where I'm saying they went the empty mile and why I want to keep using them and using them as much as I possibly can. Okay. So I was texting Adam the one day and I was just like, hey man, are you able to help me out? And he's like, oh, just give Cole a text. I'm actually out hunting right now. So, oh, sick, dude, where you at? And we started talking about his hunts and this and that. And we were just building rapport, I guess. And then we're just talking. And then he's talking about some scotch that he bought. And I was like, oh, dude, what did you get? I love scotch. He's like, he said to me, he said, I actually listened to your podcast and went out and bought the scotch you recommended. So episode two, if you remember, I talked about scotch pipes and cigars. And this guy, Adam, went out and bought the Lagavulin that I was talking about. And he, I, I never actually followed up with him to see if he liked it or not. 
but I know he was going to try it after his hunt. And anyway, so they came into my office on Christmas Eve, not Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Eve. And they basically give me this gift and I look at it and I'm like, what is this? And then they're like, yeah, man, like we went on your podcast and we got you, we got you your favorite scotch. And I was like, frick, this is amazing. Thank you guys so much. And they're like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. Thanks for doing business with us. So right there is I provided value to them in the form of entertainment. And they came back to me and said, hey, thanks for using us. This is this is how we want to repay. Like, that's not the only way they repay me, but they help me out because they provide value to me, right? I provide value to them by giving them work. They provide value to me by making the cars look good at a good price. There's our value right there. But they went the empty mile and said, hey, we listen to your podcast. We know what you like. This is it. Here you go. Enjoy. And I did. Okay? Adam Cole, if you're listening, I really enjoyed it. I haven't finished it. I've, it's it's one of my favorites, so I like to savor it. Like I was saying, they got me an Auchentoshin. Okay? A single malt. I'm just... Ugh, fuck, it's so smooth. I love it. Please, if you guys ever need anything, find them. They're, they're on Google. Super easy. Chippers touch-ups. And please, use them. Because they're great. So please, enjoy your New Year's Eve. Enjoy your New Year's. Don't go too crazy. I know the restrictions are going to be rough. I don't know how it's going to look for a lot of people. And for me, I am going to be playing some games with my friends. That's what we planned out already. I carved out that time. So there it is. I got to go, guys. Enjoy your night. I love you all. Bye.